Welcome to the Royalty Connection Podcast. It's empowering all people all over the world. Beautiful people all around the world. What's going on? It's your favorite young king in the place to be, Donald M. Schuler Jr. here with the Royalty Connection Podcast. I'm so excited you could join me today. As you can see, I'm in a new location in the studio, if you will. I wanted to switch things up. I guess you could call it like season two of the podcast and uh, super excited where you can be with us today. And uh, yeah, so we're all about positivity, purpose, passion, and agape love with an unbiased perspective in American society and in the world at large. We need more people spreading the truth, more people not canceling each other, as culture says today. We need more people listening to understand each other instead of listening to just respond to each other. It's simple, but for some reason, people cannot understand, you know, the words respect or the words honor. You know, you hear the phrases political correctness. I mean, you can be politically correct or politically incorrect if you want to, but I think it's important to show respect regardless of how you're communicating and who you're communicating it to. I really believe that all lives have to matter at all times, not just when it's convenient. My black brother, my white brother, my brown brother, my red brother, my yellow brother, and all my sisters, we got to learn how to talk to each other so we can really get to the bottom of these issues and move forward in this beautiful world that we're living in. So with all that being said, I want to talk to you guys about a specific topic that's been on my heart, and uh, it's the story of Joseph. I mean, growing up in the church my whole life and reading through the Bible or looking through certain uh, stories and movies and looking at Hebrew and trying to understand, you know, what I believe in even more than what I already know and believe in. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> so today's topic, I'm not going to be here with you long, but I really want to, I want to talk about something in the story of Joseph. And if I had to like title it to anything, it would be prosperity, even in the midst of famine. So I want to read a few scriptures for you guys out of one of my favorite books, which is the first book of the Bible. <laughs> it's great. That's one of your favorite, but um, it sets the foundation for where we are today. And uh, I heard from uh, a gentleman on uh, this network called Prophetic Convergence. He was saying that the Bible, an acronym, it can be used as an acronym that stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. And I was like, yo, that's dope. Because whenever I read the Bible and I need some, some assistance, I'm confused uh, with my life, my purpose, or anything like that, which, you know, praise God, I'm, I'm never really confused with my purpose. But if I have any questions on wisdom and what to do, um, the Lord always directs me to you know, certain scriptures. Genesis 47, and that's starting at verse 5 and 6, and then also in Genesis 47, verses 27 and 28. So it reads like this. It says, Then Pharaoh spoke to Joseph, saying, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Have your father and brothers dwell in the best of the land, and let them dwell in the land of Goshen. And if you know any competent men among them, then make them chief herdsmen over my livestock. 
incredible. There's so much in that, but I want to keep on moving forward just for time's sake. So we're going to go down to 27. So it says here, so Israel, which was also the, Israel is the new name of Jacob, says, so Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen. And they had possessions there and grew and multiplied exceedingly. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. So the length of Jacob's life, also known as Israel, was 147 years old. So that was from the New King James Version. Uh, I would like to leave you out of that one because uh, it helps me with uh, the older English and, and how it was translated uh, the closest to the original text, in my opinion. So we kind of picked up a little bit towards the end of Joseph's life, where basically before that, you know, he was born into a family of 12. He was the youngest. He was the pride and joy of his mother and father because his mother and father were, you know, kind of old to have babies, but God is good. And God said, I'm going to give you a child. And uh, he did. So he was. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to hear how to say this. He was. He was the pride and joy of the family. So while his brothers were out in the field, tending to the flock and plowing the land and doing all this type of stuff. Joseph was getting really cool stuff, like a awesome technicolored coat. So from the movie, I think DreamWorks did it. Uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, super awesome movie. And uh, basically, his brothers got tired of him one day and sold him into slavery. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, so sold him into slavery. He was bought by somebody who he was uh, working with for a little bit. And then his wife accused Joseph of cheating uh, and, and, you know, doing bad things to her when Joseph did not do that. So Joseph was thrown into jail. And then after however long, Joseph was given the opportunity to uh, talk to Pharaoh and interpret Pharaoh's dreams. So it got to the point where Pharaoh was like, you know, I need this guy. You know, I rid him of whatever happened. And uh, you're going to be my right hand man over, um, you know, all of Egypt with me. You'll be like the second in command, which is absolutely incredible. So you go from your family who was really skilled in, in you know, raising livestock and, and all this type of stuff, which was pretty much the currency back in that time, to being thrown in a pit to your brothers selling you into slavery, to you working with somebody who you really enjoyed, even though you were still considered, you know, a slave. And uh, you were accused of that, of, you know, messing with his wife and you're thrown into jail. And then all of a sudden you get an opportunity and God speaks through you, you interpret Pharaoh's dreams, and now here you are. So it came to a point in time where there was no, there was no grain, there was no uh, food, there was no resources uh, where his brothers and his family was. So his father, Jacob, said, you know, we need to go and go into Egypt and, and find a way to get grain so we can, you know, plant and grow and, and survive because there's a famine in the land. So Joseph's brothers end up going to Egypt and at that time, Joseph was over all of, the, all of the food and the livestock and all this type of stuff. And Joseph saw his brothers, and he was just overcome. Like, wow, my brothers are still alive. 
plus an addition. So his, you know, mother and father ended up having another child. And it was almost like Joseph looked at it as a replacement to him in a way. That's what the movie was talking about, which was really good. I mean, certain things Hollywood does with the biblical translations and stuff like that, not really true. But I feel like this was pretty close to it. So, make a long story short, Joseph tests his brothers. After a series of tests, Joseph's like, hey, don't worry. It's me, Joseph. Y'all didn't kill me. What you meant for evil, God turned it around for good. So now, knowing that you guys are skilled in livestock, you guys are skilled in, in growing things pretty much out of nothing, almost in the middle of the desert type of thing, um, I want you guys to come and stay with me. So I'm going to talk to Pharaoh, my boss, and say, hey, these folks right here, my family, they're coming in, and I want them to have a place to stay. Is that okay with you? Would you bless that? So Pharaoh not only blessed that, he said, I'll give you the best of the land. You've been so good to me, Joseph. You've, you've taken care of the things that I've given you, and you've multiplied it. So therefore, I want you, your family, your loved ones, your 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 everything to stay in Goshen. Goshen was separate from Egypt. It was almost like, you know, dividing lines of a city. That's how it looked. Because in the famine, Egypt was riddled with famine. People were having a hard time eating. They had just enough to get by because Joseph made sure of that. But when it came to Goshen, where his family was staying, they were doubling, tripling, uh, livestock, food, people, everything was just hopping in Goshen. And that's where I kind of draw it to a parallel of today. We're an American society and inflation is high, gas is high, you know, food is high. You're going out and the prices have skyrocketed. Just everything. I mean, I was at Home Depot and they were complaining that lumber is going through the roof almost 120% where people, you know, can't really build the things they want to build because they have to charge people so much money and people aren't buying houses. And it's just super crazy. And I look at it, I'm like, Lord, how are you going to keep my family and I? How are you going to keep us in Goshen? And um, believing that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, or for my Jewish brothers and sisters, or those who study Hebrew, Yeshua HaMashiach, Savior and Messiah, Jesus Christ, the risen King. He's kept me and my family and my loved ones uh, just by providing for us for jobs and food and clothing and cars. And a lot of people will say, well, he's provided for you. Well, what about me? Honestly, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you understand that there's the Father, there's the Son, and there's the Holy Spirit, three in one, life gets tough, but life is great because you know that you are in this world but not of this world. Your Heavenly Father will always take care of you. And when I look back at these scriptures and I, I see how, you know, God is the same yesterday, today, and if I'm blessed to see it, he's the same tomorrow, how do I wrap my mind around that. And I wrap my mind around that by being the best version of myself that I can possibly be. By not beating people in the head with the Bible and saying, you got to believe what I believe. Uh, but 
being the hands and feet of my Father who art in heaven, being the hands and the feet of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, the risen King, and um, making sure I do that and be a great example as a husband, as a future father, as a son, as a brother, as a friend, as a mentor, and all the other things that I have going on in my life. I feel as though I'm in Goshen, and I'm in Goshen because I put my trust in God and Yahweh and in my personal Savior, my friend, Jesus Christ, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I hope you guys learned something from this. It was almost like, I guess you guys like a Bible study or something, like a real uh, truncated version of, of the life of Joseph and uh, his family and how they went from famine to famous in a way, famous in the land. Oh, that's Joseph's family. They're getting the best of everything because they have been good stewards with what they have been given. And it also shows the, the love and compassion, the agape love, the forgiving love of, of Joseph through, through God. Because if it wasn't for God, Joseph wouldn't be in the position to forgive his brothers. He wouldn't be in the position to you know, be at the, the second hand uh, of Pharaoh over all the land. And Joseph decided to, uh, well, some people say they, they decided to, he decided to crucify his flesh and, and, and live as, as the Lord wanted him to live and honoring his father, honoring his brothers despite how they treated him. That's what real character is. That's what real integrity is. It's not about what you do when everybody's watching, but it's what you do in those private moments. And sometimes people can be watching you but you can still have a private moment as you're slow to speak and quick to listen and making sure you're listening to understand instead of just listening to respond. So I hope you got something from this message and I really hope it was a blessing to you. And I'm praying that wherever you are around the world, wherever you are in America, um, that you, you go to Goshen, whatever your Goshen is mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And uh, for me, the only way I could get to Goshen, uh, uh, the Goshen of the Bible, the Goshen of uh, my Father who art in heaven, Yahweh, was to accept Jesus Christ into my heart as my Lord and Savior and uh, receive an infilling of the Holy Spirit. So if that's something that you would like to do, it's nothing crazy. It's no like special effects I'm going to do or anything like that. <laughs> it's just uh, saying these words. And if that's you and you're interested, you can repeat them after me. So it goes like this. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, for sending your son to die on the cross for my sins, past, present, and future. Thank you, Jesus, for being willing to do it. You didn't have to, but you did. You saw me. You saw my life. You saw my past, my present, and my future. I submit my life to you. Come into my heart, Jesus, and be my personal Savior. Be the Lord of my life. Lead me. Guide me. Direct me as I repent for my sins that you paid for 
as I repent for my sins that I commit each and every day because I accept you as, as my Lord and my Savior. And I accept your Father who sent you as my Father. Thank you for your sacrifice. Transform my life into everything you want it to be. Amen. So, you said that prayer. Feel it. Receive it. And know that you are officially a part of the kingdom of the Most High God. El El Yom. God our King. Eli Maelikai. God our King. It's a beautiful thing when you know your Father has your back. And uh, I pray that you receive that and you feel that each and every day. And I also pray that you receive an infilling of the Holy Spirit, something that has been really controversial in the American church and also the church worldwide. What is the Holy Spirit? You do really weird things. Is it you speak in an unknown language, all this type of stuff. And the Holy Spirit is essentially the power uh, that you will have to do even greater things than Jesus did here on earth. Sounds crazy, I know. But all you have to do with that, I'll have to do like another video on that. Basically just praying like this. Father, fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. In the name of your son, Jesus, fill me to speak your words. Fill me to communicate with you in a heavenly language however that comes out. And then after that, just start praying and, and, and just saying any, any type of sounds that you hear or, or think. And it could come out sounding pretty crazy, I, I will admit, <laughs> but it's an incredible feeling that will definitely take your life to the next level, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally. And uh, it's life-changing. Thank you guys so much for just watching and listening here at the Royalty Connection podcast where we talk about the unbiased truth, purpose, passion, and agape love each and every day, but especially on Thursdays. So <laughs> I might change the format moving forward a little bit, but uh, thank you guys so much for rocking with me. I appreciate you. Comment, like, share, subscribe. Push this out to anybody and everybody that wants to hear a positive word, that uh, wants to be the best version of themselves, and wants to walk alongside men and women who claim and believe and know that they are royalty. Kings, queens, princes, princesses, and everything else in between. God bless you. Donald Shuler Jr. Signing off until next time. Make sure you step out of line. Don't just march for justice. Don't just tweet for justice. Step out of line and fill out an application to be the cashier so you can make and create change everywhere you go. God bless you. Peace. Mm -hmm.